type of problems can be worked out, Mr. Williams. For example, you are a runner, are you not? One of the best. A big time track star. All right. Let us say, for instance, you are running a race and you suspect the opposing team has a member who is faster, stronger, more big time than yourself. What do you do then? You leave the track? Hell no. What do you do? Run faster. Welcome in to episode 42 of the Me and E Show. It is February 3rd, 2022, and the crew is here. Well, three out of four. Dez will be joining us lately, but you got E Staples in the building. Follow at eNiggas15 on Twitter. The OG content producer, Chef Russell in the building. You can find him at SW Farm. That's two A's. And of course, you got me, myself, and I, M Jones. Call me at M underscore Jones 4033 at Twitter. And on today's pull up, we're going to break down quickly some of the top things that happened over the week. We got the championship game for AFC and NFC. We've got the GOAT retiring officially. So we got to get into that. And then, of course, the bombshell news Brian Flores bringing suit to the NFL. So we're going to talk about that as well. So as always, we thank y'all for tuning in and listening. So sit back, relax, and strap it down and enjoy episode 42 of the Me and E Show. Fellas, good evening. Yes, sir. What Welcome. up, man? How y'all doing? Fantastic, man. Happy Black History Month, first of all. Absolutely. I'd we like to say that to everybody, if y'all can see my, y'all can't see my background for the audio people, but happy Black History Month. Yes. Um, birthday just passed yesterday. Yes. And now, see, I was see you. You, I was about to hit you with this, you know, with the. Yes, sir. That's right, yes, sir. ladies and gentlemen. E Staples hit another number. He had a birthday. What was it thirty-two? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. So that's uh, Edgar Bennett. <laughs> if you want to keep it Green Bay, uh, yeah, Edgar Bennett was thirty-two, wasn't he? I think, uh, uh, it, I think of look, Brandon he, Jackson. Are you want to go Brandon Jackson? Running back. Super Bowl champion. Oh, was you know what I think Edgar Bennett was 29. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, well. I don't think he was 29. I think he was. Or was he 34? No. He would have been 30. Now I got to look. <laughs> but either way, shout out to East. It's my magic year, man. I'm going to call it that. Oh, Magic Johnson, baby. Hey, speaking of which, low key, did you see the trailer for that joint that's coming on uh, HBO? It's about Showtime, about Magic and the Showtime. They can't call it Showtime. Yeah. 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 It's I called. I forgot what it's called, but it looked it looked dope. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Um, You're right, Mark. It, it is 34. Dang it. I knew it. And it was 30-something. Dang it. Two years old. Off. All right, we're going with the Magic Johnson thing. Yeah, Magic Johnson. There we go. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see that. But anyway, how did you, did you enjoy your day? Anything anything popping on your that you did on your birthday? Uh, no, I just worked. Um, I worked at <laughs> I worked last night. I'm the only overnight supervisor, so uh, it's kind of hellacious to try to get somebody else to cover my shift. So, 
take one for the team and i got the next what today i was off today tomorrow it's saturday and sunday off so nice i'll take that little hit on my birthday and plus it was snowing outside so i probably wasn't gonna go nowhere anyway nah yeah, yeah. As we are recording this amongst the uh the midwest being just snowed in um oh, yeah, Texas. Just, yeah bro ugh. yeah how bro, many is- food brewskis you know what i'm saying we celebrating tonight hello you know, about Shout to get out. the Bel Air, the Bel Air, excuse me, Bel Airson. Okay, okay, okay. So, Shout out to Peacock yeah. and shout out to uh, Will Smith, West of Philly. <laughs> y'all know, see what I did. Oh, yo, that's out. Not, uh, ooh, actually, ooh, it should be actually coming out soon. It's not out the fourth. It might be out. I knew it was coming out soon. It might be out tomorrow. Let's let's take Bel. Let me want to look now. Now let's see, oh, but man. no, but. Um, these series up. I, I, I ain't got enough time, man. See, this is what I'm even with these days off. I just finished the Cosby. Uh, I finished the Cosby one. I'm halfway through Janet. I've been watching this Playboy one with with with, with selfie. It, bro, wait, you've been watching Playboy? Was that was just a know? documentary? Uh, yeah, there's a Playboy documentary about oh, uh, the mansion uh, and stuff. About Hugh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, How's that been? Odd. It's odd after watch after watching the Bill Cosby one and then watching this Playboy one. He's actually in it. <laughs> he's in the Playboy one with uh, Cornelius uh, Don Cornelius. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm just I'm like wow. These dudes just they did whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's kind of the. No, I mean, oh, apparently Don went a little crazy on on two two young play bunnies. Mm. And I mean, like locked room for two days, crazy. Oh, what? With rope. Don, Don, Don Kelly, the Don Cornelius. Oh, Don, that dude, Soul Train, Soul Train, Don. Mm. I would say I don't like I don't know. It was his house. He took them from the mansion, and they found them at his house. So I don't know. Maybe he brought it there, and the butler got kind of crazy. I don't know. Maybe it was a staff member. Mm. Well, I'll say that. I'll say that maybe it's staff member or something. Interesting. Mm. Well, so yeah, you've been, so watching, far. you've been watching everything, but you got everything but that. But no, Bel Air comes out the twelfth. Just looked it up. Okay. So that's okay. next next uh, Saturday. Wait, yes. Saturday? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 12. Because um, the Valentine's Day is on a Monday. Four. Super Bowl is on the 13th. So yeah, that'll be yeah. Saturday. Saturday is the 5th. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. I take that back. I'm sorry. Airs February 13th. I'm sorry. I misread that. 13th. So it actually comes out that Sunday. Some Super Bowl Sunday. That's kind of. Oh well, then uh, yeah, everything's about football that day, so I won't be catching the premiere of that. No, no, but uh, yeah, no, you got a lot. There's a lot. There is a lot to watch, but um, again, not gonna spoil anything. Y'all got, you know, Boba Fett has not been everyone's cup of tea. Get to get to episode six. Yeah, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna work work my way to it. I, I chipped I chipped away this the first episode, so okay. Okay, give it 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 it, it, it gets a, it picks up, so you, you guys should be good. Um, turning our heads back on topic, uh, 
we're going to get into let's talk real briefly about uh uh championship weekend uh chiefs Bengals, rams niners guys once again everything going to down every game the last two weeks has gone down to the wire fantastic playoffs i will say Guys, what are your thoughts? What were your thoughts about both games? I know we're, and, you know, we're going to try and just jump into it. Um, no, no, you can go either one first, but what, what was your thoughts overall outside the, uh, when you're looking at the games, like anything shock you? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know what? Uh, it'd be easier to tell you what didn't shock me, but go for uh, it. Listen, I'll just click on this real quick first. Um, going to the uh, Kansas City game, you know what I mean? Uh, it was looking like a blowout. It was looking like a blowout, and it goes to show um, the way that you end a half for certain plays that you kind of got to look back at. And that last play before halftime where he swings it out to Tyreek at the two- or three-yard line, he doesn't get into the end zone. You're, uh, if you go up 28-3 to three right there, I believe fully that the game's over. I don't think the Cincinnati comes back from that going down 28 to three, but to stop them and go into the locker room, you kind of felt a little bit of an energy shift to me. Right. I kind of felt like, you know, okay, if I'm Cincinnati's defense, I'm going into the locker room. Like we could be down 28 to three. We've been down to these guys before we had to come back from 28 to 10. So let's go out there and get the 10 and let's go ahead and finish the comeback. And Joe Burrow being so cool, man. Uh, getting first down with his legs, not only just his arm, able to make mm-hmm. some great throws, but the Cincinnati defense that looked like they were just a hot knife through butter uh, at the beginning. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that KC offense was just scoring at will. And you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be another blowout, right? Um, riding that emotion from that Buffalo game, you know what I'm saying? But then for the defense of the Cincinnati Bengals to come out and hold Patrick Mahomes to 55 yards passing after giving up 220 in the first half is something to be held. I mean, something it, one of the great defensive performances in the second half to finish out uh, a conference mm-hmm. championship game um, it, it, that you have to talk about. So, again, man, where did the Chiefs go from here? I don't know. Mahomes is still great. Don't want to take anything from him, but – um, shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals for being just a young, hungry team. And Joe Burrow looks like a veteran out there. I mean, this is year yeah. two. You know what I'm saying? First, so first full year. Yeah. Yeah. First yeah. Year. So he's just a damn winner. Um, he's just a damn winner. And and for the Niners, um, shout out to the Rams for coming back against them. It would have it really would have been a shame. The Rams were the better team. Um, I think they're the better team. Yeah, and uh, had they a little lost, it would have looked it would it would have been bad, and you know, so um, I, I would have thought the and same. They and they almost did with that that dropped interception. I feel bad for dude. Yeah, yeah Jaquaski Tart, man, bro. That's I mean, ten points up, no timeouts. It was like six minutes left, and he yeah. drops that pass or that interception. They if he got that, got a few yards, and then they would just milk that clock on a running game. Yeah. Jimmy G is going to give you that interception every game. You're going to get your Jimmy G interception at some point. Yeah. Right. But when you, when he has to be able, when you have a lead and you have a defense, you have a running game, it's easy to kind of relinquish that. But 
when you have to ask Jimmy to win a game for you, I just don't see, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Right. It's unprecedented that he's had in our two losses. The first one, when they beat the hell out of us, uh, he only had nine, he only had nine uh, passes attempted and completed seven of them. And then the other day um, when he played against us too, like he had one complete, he didn't have any completions until the third quarter. So Jimmy G he's that guy that's like, He's going to keep you afloat, but if you have to ask him to go out there and win you a ball game, I just haven't been able to see it. So, but shout out to the Rams, shout out to Matthew Stafford, uh, Odell Beckham, you know, um, yeah. with everything well, that he's Jimmy G, Jimmy G, he uh, he led that comeback uh, in the regular season so they could get into the playoffs. They were down to the Rams, and uh, Stafford made a mistake, and Jimmy G drove him back and, and got him back in that game and won it. Oh, okay. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I mean, they were down they by two. Yeah. Yeah. Two throws against us at the end of the game to go down after the ball game was tied. But I mean, you know, when your defense you didn't look good, anything, you know, ain't look good trying to hold that lead at, 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 at that last five minutes that, oh. that he had hands on it. So let, let me All ask, right. let me ask you guys this when it comes to Jimmy G, because you, Jimmy G, you're basically what you're saying about Jimmy G is he's a, He's a caretaker of offense. You know, you're gonna you're, you're gonna win despite of him, not because of him, right? Theoretically, with who would you rather have, Jimmy G, Ryan Tan- or Ryan Tannehill? Uh, Ryan Tannehill. It's just his red zone mistakes are so mm-hmm. so bad, but. He's so also Cincinnati a exposed Tannehill too, red zone wise. Um, but I don't know. I, it, Jimmy G, I can't just write him off because of there's some kind of intangible there with his teammates. Like his teammates are, would, would go through a brick wall for him. You know, he they commands that huddle. Yeah, they play hard for him. And it's like, that's like, I don't want to, I hate taking away from that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Like you know, Tannehill, probably the same thing, but neither one of them really wows you. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they just don't, you know, you don't look at it like yeah, we're right, down, right. We're, we're down three touchdowns with it going into the fourth quarter. Do we have a chance? You look at your quarterback and you want to believe in him, but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, this, that's just not his cup of tea. We got to. We gotta find a different way to win this game. At the end of the day, this is that you know Jimmy G. There's a reason why San Francisco went up and got Trey Lance. You know, yeah. and, and and you know, two days later after right. after the Super Bowl, or oh, not Super after the uh, NFC Championship game, it's already it's already out in the bloodstream that he's gonna work with San Francisco to get him a trade to somewhere where he wants to go, like to a contender. So, you know, he could be looking at that. Could be a Pittsburgh situation that could be a I that one raised my eyes. I was like, I I Tampa situation, that, you know. I he, would rather him go to Pittsburgh. They already used to I heard I, I heard a, a rumor possibly Jameis to Pittsburgh. That ain't bad either. Cordell Stewart part two? Not to... <laughs> 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 
<laughs> on your birthday. <laughs> you days after your birthday, like you earned that one. Happy birthday! <laughs> 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 oh snap! But no, it was a it, great weekend, and you know the Bengals and the Rams. Now again, we haven't gotten to our official picks yet. But let's take a peek into where y'all leaning because again, you got a home team, but second straight Super Bowl, you know, in the home stadium, you know, and you, you got to put that thing in Lambo then, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, <laughs> the snowball. Um, do you do you think the Bengals like who's leading Bengals? Anybody leading Bengals right now? I'm not picking against. To. I'm not picking against Joe Burrow again. So. <laughs> I think I picked against I, them this entire playoff. <laughs> I, I really do want to want to go Bengals. I like I want to. I think as a fan, I'd love to pick the Bengals. I yeah, want I, I want them to I, win. I'm, I I'm pulling for them to win. To win. I'm pulling for right now. Um, if I if I, uh, I'm struggling for Stafford though too. So. Yeah, here's what's funny. Did you see? The, did y'all see the meme that said that uh, Stafford's got in the last two weeks got double as many playoff wins as Dak does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. I don't know. I, I, I scoff at, the, at those memes. I scoff at those. They're like, you know, this is a, they've got as many wins as Cowboys. Like Joe have. Burrow has as many Super Bowl appearances as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, that, I mean it's, it's, it's the poke the bear. Let's get it. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, like we all know this. it's the Rex Grossman has as many Super Bowl appearances as Aaron Rodgers. We all know Aaron Rodgers is ten times the quarterback Rex Grossman ever was. So Rex Grossman yeah. had one month where he could have been. He probably was better than Aaron Rodgers. That was like the first month of the season when they were talking MVP stats for Rex. And then yeah, I mean, go like Trent Dilfer, Kerry Collins. You know, yeah. I Ray mean, uh, Brad, Jake Delhomme has Brad me Johnson. with <laughs> the ultimate caretaker. There's so many that like you can put up there that have not. Yeah. So I'm not getting I'm not getting over my skis on that. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. People okay. were even talking about they they put Eli in the uh Hall of Fame before A-Rod. Mm. And um I think both of them, I mean, I think both of them were Hall of Fame. But I'm like, I think Rodgers has beat Eli more times than he's lost to them, except yeah. that playoff game. But again, I don't like the premise of it because I think both of them are Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, I think so too. Like you don't keep Eli out the hall. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, he might be your second favorite Manning, but or third favorite Manning behind Archie. Eli, he has a secret key for the for the hall. So if they they happen to lock him out, he's got that that magical key that the real player one, you know, silver key where he's just like, I guess I'll let myself in. Oh, yeah. uh, where you get that key from? Well, <laughs> I got this had... one when I beat Tom Brady, and yep. then I got this one when I beat Tom. I beat Tom Brady twice. Who can say that? <laughs> Both my keys. <laughs> Just had the score engraved on it. Yeah. I know exactly. What picture of uh of yeah yeah. I yeah, took I down the greatest dynasty right of all here. time twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't get it past that. You can't get past so. that. When Tom Brady gets inducted. Eli should be like right behind him. Like, hey man, I'm glad we made it. <laughs> you got Russell Wilson, you know, almost dethroned him. But well, well let's st- let's stay there for a second, cause you talked about the goat. There's some news about the goat. 
after Sunday first came out, he's retired. No, he ain't. He ain't retired. My son ain't say that. I ain't say that. <laughs> it's, day, it's, it's literally day to day. I could retire. I don't know. Day later, I'm retired. <laughs> oh, welcome to welcome to Black History Month. Yeah. February. I thought he was gonna wait till till tomorrow or Saturday till he got his bonus. Yeah, but he didn't, which is which is interesting because he owes them money theoretically. Right. So it's like sixteen mil should they want it. So hey, must be nice to make that type of decision. Hey, it's gonna cost me sixteen mil. Wait. To do a few days early, but whatever. Yeah, he probably did it. He was like, he probably got wind of Brian Flores was like, let me get my stuff out first. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what happened. You know what that was? You know what that was? That was the wife like, I thought I told you you was done. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hell no. That's what that's what that was. Man, <clears throat> shout out to Tom Brady, man. Um yeah. I've hated I've loved to hate that man for a long time. Um however there's there's nothing what he did was unprecedented as far as American sports goes, I feel like. Um you have to go international to think about a bigger dynasty, you know, um, to probably one of them soccer clubs out there. But as far as like American sports, to be able to win seven Super Bowls, uh go to ten of them. Um and in in a in in such a difficult league, a difficult sport to win in, it's hard to win in the NFL, mm-hmm. and it almost seems impossible that somebody else is going to go to seven Super Bowls. Um, do we even still believe that Mahomes can do that? You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure, you know, because that contract's going to start hurting. You know what I mean? Um, if he doesn't restructure, and you're going to lose some guys. So again. With that all that dynamic there of just a lot of moving parts in the NFL to be able to have consistency and to um, be one of the greatest uh, six of his, I, I think uh, only the only Super Bowl that he didn't lead a game winning drive was against was the Tampa Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, um, he's always led a game winning drive in the biggest game of the year, and uh, so all shout out to Tom of- man for. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's had all of them except one. He's had a game-winning drive. So, so um, again, um, when you think about how how much that he's done and how long he's been doing it, and how consistent that he's been to go to a whole nother conference, a whole nother team, and be able to win a Super Bowl there, um, man, you know what? Uh, he is the goat, and I don't think that there's any. I mean, you could talk about well, talent-wise, this, that, and together, but. Um, all inclusive, everything um, that you, I think that he's the greatest of all time to ever do it. And um, he deserves to have a retirement and he deserves to go out the way he went out, you know, on his yeah. own terms. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yep. Anything yeah. you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I mean, you know, he has allowed to open the eyes as far as NFL players in since that as much as we push into the talent level and where you're drafted or, or free agent wise, you know, top, you know, you gotta be a number one pick as a quarterback. Like this dude was a six round draft pick. Yeah. 199th picked overall, you right. know, and, and got his way in and never relinquished his position, you yeah. know, I mean, and then won the greatest U S American history Super Bowl. At, at a time when things were bleak here in the United States, 
with that win, his first Super Bowl win against, against the yep. uh, the Rams. Yeah, you know, so they were underdog going into that game, and it's just being the Patriots and coming off a you know nine eleven, all that coming into it, you know, just <clears> just for them yep. to pull that out, and you know, then this career that he just goes on and, and goes to another team, and it's just like this is this is a hundred nine ninth pick that did all of this. Yeah, you know, so we go through these drafts, and we're just like, you know, we need a top ten quarterback. We need got we got to have this type of quarterback, and it's just like Tom wasn't that type. In fact, if you went back and looked at some of the stuff they were talking about, Tom, I think they were like, why are we getting another quarterback? We got listen, three of them here. We don't need another quarterback. Listen, people forget when Tom Brady was on Madden, his first time on Madden, he didn't have his name on there. He just had his number. Yeah, he was just a fifty. He's a fifty-four or fifty-seven rated. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. It was crazy. So, and uh, look, when you think about it, when you think about it, what Shep just alluded to his point about where he was picked, about the number one and and uh, number first round draft picks and all that stuff. This is the first Super Bowl where two first round quarterbacks are meeting. Yeah. Yep. Theoretically, and one of them's not with his, and he's not even with his original team. One of them. Yeah, theoretically, you would think that this wouldn't be the first, right? Because the number one draft pick is supposed to be the savior. But yeah. it just doesn't work that way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So That's for Tom problem. to be able to do that coming in here and being able to have this illustrious career is just that much, I mean, just much that much more impressive. And something that Shannon said the other day that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Uncle Shay Shay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um He's been pissing me off lately, but uh, he's like Tom Brady had to retire because y'all wouldn't retire him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, how do we want them to go out? We want, do we want them to see, do we want to see them hobbling off into the sunset? A la Brett Favre? A la Ben Roethlisberger, right? Do you want to see, do you want to see them or would you like him to go out? He still has, he still be able to play at a high level. He goes out on, on his own terms. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd rather yeah. see that. I'd rather see Tom go on his own. T- for him, like, well, y'all didn't retire him. So, he, man, it wasn't about nobody retiring him. It was about Tom just doing what he had to do. He gave everything that he needed to give to the sport. And, and he got it. everything he wanted out of it. Got yeah. everything. I mean, we had Barry Sanders retire without a, without a playoff win, I think. If not, maybe he got one, but, you know, he left early. And it was just like. Yeah, that's been a, that's the thing. That's the main thing because you've seen a lot over the last five years. You're seeing guys, it, top people at their position, leaving at the age of about thirty. And this man played till he was what forty four. Oh my goodness, Something that's like crazy. That. Yeah, it's like that. It's it's. They just had a, a rookie just retired this past year. Someone with the Jets. Yeah, because spinal cord. Yeah, spinal cord. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. risking paralysis. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a physical, I mean, you guys both said a great point, but the most, one of the most physically demanding games, you know, with the ever-changing rules, mm-hmm. right? Cause let's not act like this has been, the rules have been the same, but it's opened up over the last, over, over, you know, the last few years, but he's only had one season where he was hurt. And that was, it, it was early in the season when they, you know, he had the knee chop. Otherwise the longevity has been crazy. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. you know came back and, and went on more Super Bowl runs. So. Yeah, and took a franchise who was eight, what eight and eight, something like that. Yeah, prior eight to yeah when Bledsoe went out. 
or, or no, I'm talking about when no, 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 the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Bucks. They were, they were seven and nine. Seven and nine team. Yeah, they made them a Super Bowl championship over a, a, what people thought was a, you know, unstoppable force. So with no training camp. Yeah. In you go to a team, you go to a new team because of COVID. No fucking training camp. In Are you able to win a Super Bowl? Yep. So you talk about you know as impressive as impressive as the, what the thing that was happening on with uh with what happened on uh what was that uh, uh uh oh my gosh I just dropped I just drew a blank what happened in, in two thousand one you know I'm beating it and beating a team that was heavily favored let's not forget the Patriots were were no one expected to pay because the, the Patriots reputation at that point in time was that they were gonna get blown out. They got yeah. blown out in the Super Bowl by the Bears. The greatest show on turf. They got beat down by the Packers. Yeah. And then they get then they're going against the greatest show on turf on turf, looking to get their get their second ring, to extend their dynasty out. And right. they upset them. So that would have been two out of three for the Rams, right? Yep. 99 yep. lost uh lost to the Giants in 2000 in the playoffs or something. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's interesting, you know. Like I say, he's got he's had huge moments throughout Real his whole big. throughout his whole career. Hats off to him. You might not you might not like him, but you gotta respect him. And he's no don't, but yeah, I mean, but I respect the hell out of him because I love his game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So um, appreciate greatness, and I don't think people I think people don't do that um, don't do that um, do that enough, and they need to really appreciate greatness. Um, guilty. Be, um, I wait till after them niggas retire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's Look, I'm I'm like secretly like like I'm I'm mad, but then like I'm secretly like damn, some great shit right there. Yeah. Trust me, you we know how we know how that is. Every time Bears play Green Bay, he's like, hmm, want one of those. It'd be nice to have one of those. <laughs> you know, that, one of those. that was a good ass throw. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do that? Oh. <laughs> be looking like uh, Anthony Anderson in life, just wiping. <laughs> wiping. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, oh man. So yeah, but no, we. Uh, I guess I, I respect greatness. Shout out to so, Tommy B, man. Yeah, shout out to the GOAT, Tom Brady. Enjoy just winning at life. Enjoy all the money that you made and go enjoy being with your supermodel wife who makes more money than you do. Question? And he has businesses. Like, he has multiple businesses himself. Yeah, crypto and yeah, it's, yeah. it's clothing line. And he's, and have you guys noticed, too, over the last few years, he has done more commercials like this fool is like he's he's on his yeah. Peyton Manning stuff right now, doing it better than yeah. Peyton. Yeah, him and Belichick jumped in the commercial. Yeah, all of a sudden, like we're talking, we're talking yeah. personalities. Belichick the goat too. Oh yeah, shout so, out. So, yeah, we want to get mad. We're talking about oh Bill Belichick lost to Bill man. Listen, I just wish dude knew how to use a cell phone, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he thinks oh he God. thinks that there's an app called Snapface. <laughs> <laughs> like he really said that at the press conference. He's like, yeah, I don't use Snapface or any of that. 
I was like, you're bullshitting, bro. <laughs> like, you know, bro. Like, you're not that clueless. <laughs> yeah. I man. wonder how many people he didn't te- he wrongly text. Uh, I'm not a lie, because it might come out soon. It's about to come out. Right. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, do a little bit of a breaking news, and I don't have the do I have the breaking news sounder. Oh, actually, I do. Here's a here's a little breaking news. There we go. Breaking news sounder. Um, Bleacher Report is reporting that the Saints are eyeing Eric Bieniemy for a head coach. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, man, why did that make me laugh? Why did that make me laugh? Yeah, I was like, what's <laughs> what? No, I know why. Hold on, let me let me hit the sounder. I know why it makes you laugh because we just jumped right into what we're gonna spend the most the rest of our time with before we end the show. This coming off the heels of everything that had the, the big story that also happened on first day of Black History Month was the Brian Flores lawsuit. For those who have been underneath the rock, Brian Flores, former uh, head coach of the Miami Dolphins, released this, has a class action lawsuit against three NFL teams and the NFL regarding racist processes and hiring. Uh, He also is alleging that his uh, for his uh the former president of the Miami Dolphins paid him for tanking a hundred thousand dollars per game and says he oh has God, received- let that be so true. Let that be true. Oh yeah, really, I really hope that it's true. He also had that's probably true. He he has and that's the voice of Desmond Jones uh joining us. Uh the we are back in officially into the four man weave. Welcome, brother. Welcome back in Des. Um what up, what up? Yeah. <laughs> we're so we have that we and, and also the, a lot of we kicked this uh, part of what kicked this off i won't say what kicked up but what part of what kicked it off which chef was alluding to was the fact that the some uh alarm bells went off for uh brian flores when he got a when he received a text message from one bill belichick saying congratulations for the new york giants job when he thought then he had to change it because he thought he was texting brian dayball who had got the job two days later, but Brian Flores was going in for the interview. And so that sprang off a whole, like I said, bring spring off some alarms. Plus, but some, he had some, uh, some stuff to say about uh, interviewing for Denver's job. Uh, you know, John Elway and crew coming in drunk, disheveled an hour later, allegedly. Um, so he's bringing class action, class action suit. Uh, knowing that their uh, his career is on the line, even though he yeah. is a finalist for the New Orleans, uh, not only the New Orleans Saints job, but the Houston Texans job, which hold that thought because we're going to bring that back into the conversation, into the bloodstream. But that is important. That's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. However, also part probably another reason what's going to help solidify his his case against the NFL is that <laughs> another finalist is former Bear quarterback Josh McCown. Who has zero head coaching experience anywhere? Mm. Um, high school coaching. High school coaching, yeah, but talking collegiate. No coordinator. No coordinator. No. Head no. Coach. No wide receivers coach. No quarterbacks. 
<laughs> this dude is being interviewed, but is a it's a finalist for an interview. Fellas, <clears throat> let me ask you this, and I will go ring. We'll go with the young bucks first, Desmond. What was your thoughts when you first saw this being in- issued into the bloodstream? How is, uh, as things unraveled and came out, how has it changed or solidified your position? And what do you think is going to happen as we move forward? You know, it's not surprising that this happens everywhere, including the NFL. So, um, I mean, it, like I said, it's, it's not shocking, not surprising. It, you know, it's the, it's the NFL. They've had, you know, historic cases of being racist towards African-Americans, especially coaches uh, for this year. years. Yeah, this year. Um, so, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not surprising. You know, this is the age of the media media where everyone, digital media where everyone keeps receipts. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold. I definitely do want to see more African-American head coaches in the NFL, but um, I've settled for the two GM managers that we have in Chicago. Shout out to the brothers running into the Chicago Bears, which I never thought would happen. But that is an interesting point, though, Des. For some reason, the NFL progressively has gotten better at that level, general manager level, but yet is on a decrease on the NFL coach level. Let me let me even jump into that point where the league is predominantly ran by African-Americans, yet we still have, you know, I say white people, most majority of white people as head coaches. I find that very interesting because a lot of the other leagues, I look at like the WNBA, that's beginning to shift. You know, a lot of players I feel as though will correlate better and maybe better motivated to play for coaches that are African Americans that have the same color as them versus white men. It's interesting. I, I don't want to, I wouldn't necessarily, I think it's, it's representation matters. Definitely. I definitely think that there needs to be an understanding because if, if you notice when it comes to issues of race, issues of people of color, to Des's point, the WNBA, the NBA have always been on the forefront of these things. Who's always been lacking who has been caught literally with their pants down has always been, has been lately the NFL from the front. And that goes prior to Colin Kaepernick. That, I mean, right. Colin, yeah. Colin, Colin definitely is a, a big part of it, but you think about even the CTE testing and all that stuff that was going on saying that the NFL was literally going around using the C, uh, using CTE saying that, or was denying CTE cases and, and, and some of their some of their veterans from getting benefits from that from that case because they were trying to use some some logic that black players didn't have comprehension skills compared to their white counterparts. Mathematical equations. It's just yeah. the so then you had the stuff that came out with John Gruden this year that got out brought out to like so again does point to the digital age chef i mean not chef uh e john in here jump in here what what was your thoughts when this came about and where do you see this going as far as what's next for brian flores now he's in a different he's in a a different spot than cap was Mm -hmm. so do you see that he 
do you feel like he could get blackballed or do you see that this might actually put more pressure on? Cause again, he's not one of the interesting statements that Brian Flores had when he's, when he was doing the rounds. I remember when Shep sent me that sent us a text in the group message that, Hey, he's on ESPN right now. He did ESPN. He did CBS. Right. He was on, he was, he wasn't just putting this out there and ducking. He was out there explaining everything. And he, the biggest thing that I kept hearing over and over, he wanted to shed light on it so things could change. The practices that are happening in the NFL. Do you think that this will help? This will help that cause? And it, but will he be sort of the sacrificial lamb? Because, because again, he's still a finalist for a job. He's still up for two other jobs as well. So what do you think that's going to happen with Brian Flores? Well, <clears throat> I'm going to be optimistic here and say that he's going to get another shot. This is about the game. He coaches the game with a lot of integrity. Um, he coaches that shit hard. What we talked about, Jimmy, is his teammates playing for him. Um, Brian Flores' team has played for him throughout since the day that he got here, since game one, they've played hard. They've been one of them teams where their, their record doesn't reflect how good they are, especially within the, especially with recent years, in recent years. Um I want to say that he's going to get another shot, you know, um, and, and because this has to be about football and this is applying a lot of pressure to the NFL. Um, it's easy to say that he'll be blackballed because history will show history has shown that, that things like this could get you blackballed, but um, he's still such an amazing uh, candidate for, you know, I, I thought that he would have been a great fit for the bears personally. Um, you know, that would have scared me had he been able to, uh, get that get that job and have a good young quarterback in Justin Fields but um, listen this is exactly what racism is it's it's a system that is designed to hold back a particular group of people um, it's not just calling somebody the n-word or anything like that like it's this is this is a system that that is is designed to hold people back and um, I'm happy that he's stepping up so regardless of what this is I, regardless of how this comes out I think he won because he's going to bring up those conversations and he's going to open up a lot more avenues as long, at least with the interview process, when you look at John Elway and them coming in drunk, just such a disrespect aspect of that. Um, just a disrespect. Just, you're not, you're not giving him a fair shake when it comes to that situation. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so when you have, you know, when you have situations like that to where it's just a blatant, just people are just not taking it serious. I mean, of course it raises eyes. And then he gets that text message. I'm going in for the interview. Y'all already got your guy. Why are y'all coming in? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, again, it's, it's, it's things like that. And I'm glad that he's stepping up because he knows what type of coach that he is. And he he should be celebrated man honestly for what he's doing and really being just outspoken and if they did pay him or attempt to pay him a hundred thousand dollars to lose games um i mean come on bro you know yeah, that's that's a big thing because you're talking about the integrity of the game i mean that is so know, damning you know we, what i'm saying we all know teams you know, there was a suck for luck and there was all types of stuff that the tanking was going on, but they were still putting, you know, and we knew that they're putting inferior product on the team. I mean, on the right. field, right? Right. But to actually suggest losing, having it, and, 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 and I'm sure Brian Flores has some type of, he's got a smoking gun, right? The, you know, 
because you're not just going to say that without yeah, having I hope he does have some, for him to come out with everything that he said. I hope every point he has, he has to have a spoken gun because why would you come out and just, just say all yeah, that? Yeah, because you because it because again, because not yeah. only not only do you have the target on your back, proverbial and and real, right? By you saying coming out alleging racism against the NFL, but then you're also basically almost up and you up opening yourself up with a defamation suit against your previous yeah. owner right so because he, so he, he's got to have something what's interesting out of all of this is other black coaches are coming out marvin lewis spoke today was coming out uh, uh lending his support to it but also hugh jackson came out and said that he was approached with the same thing from the cleveland browns at his time in cleveland and he has proof so this is going to be a a, a a a situation that's not as it's you know again kind of like what here's what I and the chef I'm gonna come here in a second here's what I don't want to happen I don't want because remember we had similar conversations five months ago when the whole thing with Gruden came or four months ago when Gruden came out and it quietly went away we weren't yeah. revealed nothing else kind of came out about it but I hope this shines a light on those areas that way we can have some real change speaking of change Shep where do you see the NFL going from here going let's say they they look at the situation they see some inadequacies with their hiring process what real change can the NFL make to ensure because again when you look at the situation particularly with the Giants we all knew Joe Schoen or Shane or whatever however you pronounce his name, the got the man that took mm-hmm. over for the Giants that came from the Buffalo Bills Buffalo. situation. A lot of people knew or were point, you know, kind of connecting the dots that he goes wherever he goes, more likely he's gonna try to bring Brian Dayball with him. How does that change? How do we get how can the league make changes? Like if you could get into Roger Goodell's ear, say, Here's how you can do, here's some changes that I would implement to help make sure that people aren't basically taking the, Ro- the, the Rooney rule and making it a token rule. Like you're just the token black guy. You're just a token interview. How do we, how do they, I guess, incentivize common decency and equality? Like, how do you do that? I mean, honestly, you, you can't, force somebody to be doing that. And you're looking at 32 owners that that you're trying to make sure that they are acting in the best interest of not only the league, but everybody that is within that league, no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking at a situation where um, I don't want to, I got a different take on it where it's like, I think it's, not as much as being racism, but I think it's more ignorance um, because the knowledge is there. Everybody knows what's going on, you know? So why aren't these owners, you know, go ahead and, and get these guys in here? But I think the thing that they can do, I think they should have a town hall meeting with all owners, of like a, one group circle and, and get it all out in the air. I mean, it's something that's not going to be there, but 
get them all out there and be like, hey, okay, so who did you have on your list to hire? And what what why didn't you go with this person opposed to that one? Like this person, i.e. Eric Bienemy, has this credentials. And then you got Brian Dable, who Bienemy just offensively beasted, outlasted, but yet Dable's on the top of everybody's list and Bienemy wasn't. You know, and it, and it's not even color. It's just it, at that point, it's just like, okay, here's the stats. This man's been to the AFC Championship four guys for four years in a row. You got two coordinators in Tampa Bay that were just in the Super Bowl last year. You know, it, you got uh, Leftwich who had uh, a four thousand yard passer and thirty touchdown uh, a quarterback. You know, who just so happens to throw the same amount of interceptions, but yet this man knows how to run offense. And it's like, well. Not, not to on? cut you off, but there's certain there's certain things that's going to be built in excuses, shields. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That you can't argue. Like for one, a lot of people. And that's the ignorance. That's the, that well, ignorance. No, I'm not even just saying that. Like just even out of fairness, because some some teams, like the Giants, they didn't want to. Like we've sent. This has been a thing with the hiring practices within the NFL for for the last at least 20 years. The teams that have went went on to win Super Bowls. Those because of them interviewing coordinators, they've always like that just changed just within this past <clears throat> year. So those so they had a week where they could where they could interview these guys and hire these guys. Whereas Eric Bieniemy, you had to wait till this week to really try to get him in the building and, and, and to and to really possibly hire him. Some people don't want to wait that long, especially if you've been out of the playoffs. You're trying to get staff, and you see people make hires and they're getting, you know, they're moving pretty fast with getting their, getting their people in that they want to. So they want to lose the, the talent pool of assistance. So that's kind of, you know, where well, I, I, mean, I, yeah. I hear you with the stats and stuff with the enemy compared to Dayball and that, and that, and that one instance, but again, at the same time, you have to look at it, you know, also fit. I mean, I, I'm no, I get to, it. you know, I'm trying to I tell know what you you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, well, saying, but saying here's that. the question. Here's the counterpoint to that. When Buffalo and Kansas City were playing in a playoff game, wasn't Dayball's name out on the market before that game? Out on the market and actually interviewing or possibly hiring are totally two different things, though. No, true, true. But, I mean, if you, if you are stacking up people that you want to interview, right, and – it starts getting out of who you want to talk to. Why are we hearing Dable's name a lot, but the enemy we're not? I don't want to harp on the enemy because I, I that, that, whatever it is with that dude that people are just like ah, I don't, but he's a perfect example of the enemy. The enemy again. We talked about this a couple pods ago. The enemy has yeah. things in his past that people can at least allegedly point to to be like ah. Eh. The Brian, the, to to East Point though, Brian Flores, when he when on Black Friday when he got fired, that was a shock. We we spent a good time on the pod talking about that, and then we we're like, mm -hmm. we all collectively said, oh, he's gonna get a job this hiring cycle, like for sure, and he did. And and for the fact that some of these spots have come and gone, and what was funny is once his name was like it was a popularized name, like. Like that few hours after he got fired, then all of a sudden all this other stuff that was coming out to kind of discredit him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, 
that whole thing with the uh, with uh, my man at the, the quarterback at Houston Watson, you know, yeah, like the, um, there is so- that was that's the crazy one that I'm that kind of got me going because if you think about uh, everything he's saying right now, because they talked about how they set up a meeting between a quarterback that they weren't supposed to talk to because of league rules, and they had um, uh, uh, the court the coach. Uh, Flores suckered into the meeting. Like he didn't know who the quarterback was. So say for instance, it was Watson that they were trying to talk to and find a way to get him over to Miami. And, and Flores didn't want to take that, that opportunity. He went, he, he fluffed, you know, he ruffled the feathers of, of that group there. If he wasn't losing games on purpose, first off, and now he's blown past his meeting against the prominent quarterback that they, they could bring in, you know, that's just a bad look, you know? So they just come out and just saying, you know, because remember they had that leak out report that supposedly wherever Flores goes, Watson was going to go because they got each other's numbers and they're talking to each other. You know, that's pretty bad in itself because who wants, you know, Watson's got a whole thing coming behind him. So now that's going to drag uh, Flores down because we all thought actually he was going to go to the Giants. That was the news report on that whole thing. So, you know, it's I don't like how they did that just the same way they did uh, Justin Fields when he was going to get supposed to be drafted number you know in the top top five but yet they leaked some reports about him that that dropped him down you know yeah, something about and, him not being a workaholic or or not working which hard was enough quickly, which was quickly refuted by everyone that knew him which again it's just that's why i say it's it's i don't know how we can and i heard someone say it on i don't know if it was Lawrence's show or espn but they said you know, like the 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 spirit of the Rooney rule, or you can't change the hearts of people, but you can change yes. the parameters to make sure that it's more fair. And so one thing that you did mention that I kind of want, and I don't know the, the par- particulars of it. I know I was talking about this with Pops earlier today, but um, one of the things that has happened is there has been compensation for teams that have hired, and I think it's going back to as of last year, you're hiring someone of uh, a person of color in, in different types of roles. You're getting draft compensations for that, like a third round pick or a fifth round pick because of that. Maybe is that poss- a possibility to incentivize some teams? Hey, if you hire someone who's a person of color, hey, you can get an extra compensation pick, like a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick. Compensatory pick. Yeah, compensatory pick. You know, is that is that a possibility, or maybe even like some some more money in the salary cap? Is that is that a possibility? Because there has to be something that has to be done. It has to be limited, though. And, and I mean, you can't have something like that going on for like 20, 30 years. I mean, no, 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 no. But I again, but, to, to where you have, because again, like like we we've all said here, we've thrown out the stats. The league is 80 percent African American, but there's not enough. There's not a representation. The only person of color that's even in a owner standpoint is uh, Mr. Khan, the billionaire that owns Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Mm-hmm. Outside of that. And it, it, there is none. And it, it's, it's the last remnant of the good old boy society or good old boy thinking that's still prevalent in professional sports, but really pre- prevalent in major league baseball and in the NFL, particularly yeah. the NFL. You know, and again, this is not, and this is, and and, not, and for all those who are listening, this is not, this isn't something that's just limited to the NFL because this happens in corporate America as well. 
like some of the things that that happened that are happening in the background of candidates of you know we've all I, i'm sure we've all heard that we have to do it twice as better as our non as our non-white con, our, our, our white counterparts just for to get an opportunity you can't be average you know you well, have to it is. Not, so i guess that's my question is how do we how do we if you could get into the the ear of of Roger Goodell, how can we push forward? Because again, you can put slogans, you can put money towards, you know, rebuilding the community and all that other stuff and all stuff in the back of the, on the helmet. But at the end of the day, if your practices in those boardrooms and you're not considering people of color or just to check the box off with the Rooney rule, just say, hey, we, we got, we, we checked out a black guy. Here we go. I'm gonna hire, you know, the yeah. nepotism. My son. I'm gonna hurt. I'm gonna hire, you know, as an offensive coordinator. My son, who's never been a coordinator before. Again, like I said, to, to me, the biggest tell is if Josh McCown gets that Houston Texans job. Like what? Outside of everything else that we already know, what more of the further p- proof do you have that of hiring someone who's not as qualified? As well, that's crazy. That's crazy in itself, because not only is that upset, you know, uh, you know, your black candidates, but what if you were like a coordinator over on, you know, in New Orleans or, yeah. or, or you know, like you've worked your ranks through up and they're going to bring in. So that's on a whole nother level of what, what the hell is going on over there in Houston. Uh, but I think one thing that, that, that can be done uh, that's slowly been doing anyway and and it has been done in the NBA. Give the players the players more power. The players, you get them, you give them more power, give them more money, give them where they are faces of the franchise, which you know, like LeBron James, he can do whatever he wants. If you start getting these players in a position where they are making and, and it's getting close, it's getting like we have 70%. You know, it's not. And here's why. Here, here's why I'm gonna tell you it's not. You know why the difference between LeBron James and what's what's the most famous? Uh, e, who do you think is the most famous black football player is right now? The most famous black football player? Yep. Pat, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. You know the difference between. Patrick Mahomes I mean, and LeBron James is? I don't know. We could debate on Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay. Well, give me somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's use him. Use him. We'll use actually, him. We'll use him. He's, he's on the top of the world right okay, now. Let's, let's find yeah. him. He got ownership in the baseball team, too. So. Yeah. You know you know what the difference is? Guaranteed contract. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that's guaranteed for them is their signing bonus. Well, that's... that's, that's, that's but that's, that's what I'm saying. And until you can get... Until you can get but that's where they gotta go. But again, who you gotta get the owners, you gotta get the owners what course will the to the owners to give up to get guaranteed contracts? We can't even get listen, we went to 17 uh 17 18 week season. They couldn't even expand the rosters to 60 for game day. You know what I'm saying? Like they expanded no, the practice no. squad, but they're not giving they're not coughing up any extra money. Guarantee right. guarantee contracts, I think that. That is not the way to go because if we're going to wait for that, we're going to be waiting. We're not going to see that. 
we're definitely not going to see guarantee contracts. Well, I mean, I know that, but we're we're still not going to see quality. You know, them taking interviews seriously. You know, they're going to find a way to to do what they want. Because I mean, just look at it. Just look at the situation in Minnesota with uh, Jim Harbaugh. This dude, this dude went to his interview in Minnesota thinking it wasn't an interview. He thought he was going there because he already had the job. Same thing he thought in Chicago. He thought he was going to be able to come in or ask for whatever, you know, have a meeting, have a talk and say, this is how much money I'm going to want and not even go through an interview process. But the interview process is what we're talking about here. That's where we're having a problem. And Harbaugh thought he could bypass this, this interview process to get his job. No, 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 buddy. We have, we have to go through interviews. Each team has to do interviews. And I make a decision. That, but he's also got skins in the wall where some of these cats are getting hired um, having no skins on the wall. You don't think Mike Tomlin? Oh, no, no, no. But that's it. But that's that's just that mindset. Like it's just like I could just come in here and get this job, you know? And that's how owners feel too. Like, what if they if they really want a hardball, let me shell out the money. I I'm I'm not throwing the Raiders under the bus, but you know, when they went to hire uh uh, uh Chucky. You know, did they truly do any interviews with people or did they just, I got my guy, I'm going for that guy right there. You know, and that's part of the problem. He jump in there. I, I feel like you want to say something. Uh, no, I was letting, I was letting Chef cook. I was letting Chef cook, but, okay. um, but, but no, no, no. I mean, one of my points that I may have alluded to uh, later on was how the interview is, um, you know, when it comes to interviewing these in interviewing these people, everybody should have, there should be a certain type of way that they, they're conducted. Of course, every interview is different because every candidate is different. I, I understand that. But um, from a respect level, from a dignity level for somebody like Brian Flores, um, you know, he, I, we just need to make sure that every candidate is getting a fair shake regardless yeah. of, you know, regardless of, regardless of anything, you know what I mean? Um, you can't treat anyone else any different. And, but there's so much more dynamics to this entire thing, um, you know, when, when it comes to that, you know, is it actually merit? Is it race? You know, who knows? Um, I do know that a lot of these black head coaches that once they do get the job, even after we talk about the interview process, they're on a very short leash. That's, uh, that's, that's um, another part. big thing, too. That they are. I mean, look at Steve Wilkes um, in, in Arizona. Has anybody yeah. even heard from him? Is he OK? I he's a good coach somewhere, I believe. Yeah, he, he's he's. I don't know where he's at, but um, I, I think he still is in the league, right? Like he's a. Uh, yeah, but there's, but that's a great point because Raheem Morris was another one short leash. Raheem Morris, oh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, dude from uh, uh um, the Chargers. Uh, uh, Anthony Lynn. Anthony yeah. Lynn. Anthony yep. Lynn. And I just heard somebody talk about trying to bring him in as a cornerback coach or uh, a position coach somewhere. Yeah. Hell, like you were just a head coach. And like, how did you fall? Hell, they were talking about that. They were talking about that with Lovey. With this whole with, with Ebert Flew's coming back. Like, hey, bring Lovey back as a defense coordinator. He's not going to come back to the organization that he was the last great coach to be the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Why wasn't his name hot a year at like I, I I wish I could remember the the uh coaching cycle the year after he left. Maybe he needed a year it off. It was well, for for Anthony Lynn or Lovey. No, for Lovey Smith. Lovey was because there was a lot of people that were campaigning for him to come to Dallas. There was a oh, lot yeah. of people coming. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There was a lot of people for no, him just... and Erlacher because when Erlacher guy was contract, they're like, "Oh, we could have a reunion because he's a he's a Texas guy. He's from San, Big Sandy, Texas." Right. Yeah. 
But I do want to send a, a shout out. I, I think I did this Tuesday, but shout out to the Chicago Bears for being at least a little transparent in their hiring process. Yep. You know, they put together uh, a hiring team. Uh, he told them who's all on there, who, what, what everybody's role was. And they came through and they interviewed a slew of people, slew of people. And come to find out that uh, McCaskey and, and Ted Phillips, you know, kind of clashed from the, the last press conference. Ooh, uh, so he kind of, <laughs> oh man, but so apparently he uh, tried to step away from that hiring team for a little bit and, you know, trying to, you know, he didn't want to take too much part of it, but he happened to sit in on that, uh, the polls interview. Love that dude so much. He ran out, out and found out he was about to go to Minnesota. He went to the airport to get his man, you yeah. know, but it was that it was it was a transparent ish uh, hiring yeah. process. And maybe that might be a role all these other teams may need to follow. I think yeah. that I think you're on to something because, again, and you know what there was there was in that in that hiring committee, there were people there was there was it was diverse there was diverse people in that hiring committee it wasn't it yes, wasn't confirm, was. it wasn't confirmation bias i All guess right. that and i think that's what we're trying to eliminate des what des you feel like can you you want to jump in here too rich for my too rich for your blood <laughs> yeah it's too rich for my blood he said no <laughs> No, I think that they that right there, Shep. No, nah, I think we I think we kind of came on to something. I think that might be the way to go. Say, hey, part of your decision committing, you need to each team needs to have a a committee, and you yeah, need to have diverse some diverse person there. You have to have some have to some diversity on there to make sure that these these hiring practices are fair and are and and there needs to be some correlation, some contact between the league, so that way the league can't be caught off guard. There should, yeah. you know, like you have a diverse, because he already has a diversity group within, um, uh, who was the cornerback? He used to be with the Dolphins. Um, crap, he's on a, he's on that board. Troy Vincent, he's also with the Eagles. Um, he's on that I board. Like I was about to say, I remember uh, Troy Vincent from the Eagles. Yeah, for a minute, almost positive. <laughs> okay. Go all right, all right. over. Like we just go over and be like, hey yo, remember Troy Vincent? Yeah, from the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, from the Dolphins. Oh. Almost said Patrick Sertan, bro. <laughs> that Dolphins corner. I would say Adrian, uh, what's his name from uh Arizona? Ah. Yes. Troy Darnell Vincent is a former American football quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, Philadelphia Eagles, Buffalo Bills, and Washington. Well, I'm not going to Washington football team. The Commanders. He was drafted by the Dolphins with the seventh overall pick in the 1992 draft. Respect the Commanders. There we go. Don't come at me. (laughs) Well, Commanders. It's it's just odd that the Dolphins was the first team you went to. Draft. I, I'll tell you why. Because of the draft. Because I was exactly. a draft. I was exactly. a dude that would sit down on when the NFL draft was on on that. Because back in the day, back in the nineties, it was what 15 12 rounds. So I would watch Saturday and Sunday because Saturday was like the first. I want to say four or five, and then Sunday was the was the rest. And I was from this is true. 
<laughs> Ten, I, I, mm-hmm. we, it was it was it was food coma. I used to work on my, my dad would make me work on pops would make me work on penmanship. He write, had me write down every first round pick and even the trade. So like I I wasn't I was there for that. So yes, that's probably probably where it stuck because I remember Troy Vince's name being drafted in '92. I think of the Bears in '92. That Curtis Conway. I've been Curtis Conway. Probably. Well, y'all, um, <clears throat> one thing is, is that, um, again, uh, Brian Flores, man, he needs to make, you know, we need to celebrate him as much as we possibly can. And if this is something to where it at least opens up that conversation at least and, and changes the way that um, black head coaches or head coaches, head coaching con- candidates are, are, are handled and, and processed and interviewed, um, you know, that's that's a win. You know what I'm saying? And uh, hopefully his career is able to, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully his career is able to to be rejuvenated. So, um, but I'm pulling for Brian, man. I'm pulling for him very hard. I am too. I am too. Also real quick, Shep, 1992, Bears first round draft pick, Alonzo Spellman. Ooh. Ah, Alonzo Spellman. Not that bad. He just he just had some issues, so to say the least. Um, yeah. So this is a this is probably going to be something we're going to continue to uh, to talk about and definitely continue to monitor um, as we move forward. It's going to be real interesting to see what happens in Houston, New Orleans, and Jacksonville as they fill out their head coaching uh, candidates. As Minnesota looks like they're targeting the offensive coordinator for the Rams after <laughs> Harbaugh didn't get. The bag he thought he was going to get went in turn tail, went back to college. So we shall. Oh, wait, this, this is an interview? <laughs> I, I thought I was looking for paperwork to sign. You can't beat Ohio State for the first time and dip. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to recruit. He looked at the recruit class. It's like, you know what? I better get out while I can. I mean- <laughs> Good job, fellas. I'm gonna go talk to a few did people. Did you hear what he said? Real quick, before we before be we right end the show. back. Did y'all hear? Yeah, I'll be right back. Did you hear what he said to his assistant coaches? No. He told his assistant coaches, "Hey, don't worry about rec- the uh, recruiting thing. Take a week off. Take this is a week vacation. I'm going to go interview for Minnesota." And dipped on National Signing Day. Were you finalizing your your? Your recruiting class, he told them. Told you, asshole. Yeah, oh no, we we knew we knew this. Like that's why I didn't want. That nigga is an asshole, bro. Oh my god, (laughs) it's horrible. On National Signing Day, bro. On National Freaking Signing Day, he took a pay cut. I understand that you want to be salty, but that's still asshole. Oh, absolutely. That's, That's why I didn't want, like, I, I was, I, like, as much as, like, initially I wanted Harbaugh to be in Chicago, but I'm like, you know what? No, because he's not, he's not here for long. He is the NFL. He's not for, not for long. He's got four or five years, and he's, he's never stayed. Uh, this is the longest place he's been. Think about yeah. that. That's the longest place he's been. And, like, a lot of people going to get out. This is going to yeah. be the year, and I yeah. mean, it. If he didn't go to the Raiders or the Bears, you and, 
And he, again, he had three opportunities. The Bears were, they had conversations. He talked about the money he was trying to get. They're like, next. <laughs> well, Ryan and Matt are our football guys. So then he went to all like, hey, Raiders, I know y'all got some bread. They're like, no, we don't. We just got rid of the dude that just took all our bread. Hey, so you see him? Then, so his boy, yeah. then his boy got to Minnesota. He's like, hey, man, I think we can make some work. I was like, all right, cool. Comes in. So the hundred million. About that. Five <laughs> million. I hear the brothers, man. Right. How about that. Hashtag that. Yeah, seriously. So we'll keep an eye on the story. I'm sure we'll probably get into this more as things uh, come out. But the NFL, uh, lastly, on the whole Brian Flores thing, the NFL has uh, strongly denied. Uh, it came out quick. Boy, they came out. Like, they had that one in the chamber ready to fire. Um, and then the Dolphins came out just yeah. yesterday, and then the Giants just dropped something today uh, saying. Try the Elway, too. Which is funny because guess what? You know why Elway came out quickly? Guess what franchise is up for sale right now? The Denver Broncos. Four Billy. Four billion dollars for that franchise. Yeah. Well, four Billy. Four somebody was up to buy uh, the Broncos. Jeff Bezos. uh, He's gonna buy that shit. Now it was a brother that put in to buy the Broncos earlier this year. Hey, you know what? That's hey. Again, maybe that's what's gonna take more brothers getting get put on to get to actually own this stuff for so they can get some change. Yeah, some yeah, yeah. We got yeah, you gotta have ownership. Um yeah. Man. And I wouldn't buy the Denver Broncos. Uh, Denver though. Mm, I'm not an outdoorsy person, so I might, I might do, I might buy them, then put a dispensary outside the stadium. Just saying. Just saying. My- yeah, you can just call it. You can just continue to call it Mile High, like Mile High Dispensary. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, I, yeah. I, I feel you. And on top of that, your concessions, your concession sales will be off the chain. Oh hell yeah! Ain't gonna be no matter. Right. Ain't gonna be no matter. For real. Lastly, before we go, Robert F. Smith, billionaire. I was gonna say the running back from Oklahoma from Ohio State. Yeah, that's what I was like. Hold up, that Robert Smith? I, no, that's what I thought. I, was like, I, was like, I gotta look this up because there was somebody that was there, and his name was Robert Smith. He's a billionaire, and uh, he was looking to to, to make that. I mean, he did. Leave, he he retired early too. Matter of fact, Robert Smith from Minnesota. He retired early. Uh, while you look that up real quick, see if we can get that in before we end the show. But I almost also want to play this because it's official. <laughs> Zach Levine is is a all star. Should be a boom. No, he was just a, he was he was named as a reserve. Uh, he's got a. I said should be. Someone's got to take though. a knee. Should be. Someone's got to take a, a a lead pipe to someone's knee. What's <laughs> up, Nancy Kerrigan? Has what you talking about, bro? It's the Olympics, bro. It's the Winter Olympics. Somebody needs a lead pipe to the knee. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got the answer for that. Grayson Allen. I on site if I see that. Yes. Yes. His ass. And he's got to cry. Wow. Yeah. Oh, he gonna cry. Wow. And I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do like. I'm gonna do like Fast Five. Yeah. <laughs> running. I ain't nobody running. We ain't trying to run. It's all about family. That's what was, that's how I'm gonna do. Get it. his ass beat. Grayson Allen on Wichita, Kansas. You come to Wichita, Kansas. 
Grayson Allen. Oh my God! You should do that. <laughs> I want all the smoke. All the smoke. Don't he live? Don't he live in Bruce Wayne Mansion? See, how are we gonna miss show like that? <laughs> he, was, he was much better on Tuesday. <laughs> he was much better. On Tuesday. <laughs> he was much better on Tuesday. <laughs> Well, that wraps up episode 42, our Jackie Robinson episode. Huh. Yo. How are we? On Black History hey. Month. Black History Month. Hey. Robinson, 42. We thank y'all again for tuning in, listening, giving us feedback. Share the pod with your, with your peoples if you want to get down with the vibe of the Me and E show. So, for Desmond Jones, for Chef Russell, for East Staples, yeah. it's your guy M. Jones. We want to say, be safe out there, because this snow is no joke. And also, spread love, because it's not only the Brooklyn way, but it's the human way. And of course, peace and humpiness forever. Episode 42 in the bag. We out! We out! <laughs>